Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the ninth chapter. Then they came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you arguing about on the way? But they were silent. For on the way they had argued with one another about who was the greatest. He sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, Whoever wants to be first must be last of all and servant of all. Then he took a little child and put the child among them. And taking the child in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one such a child in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. The Gospel of the Lord. Welcome to week four of our sermon series on what is the church. I wanted to recap quickly where we have been. The first week, I asked the question, what is the church? And I talked about how the church is a place where we can come together as the body of Christ to worship God and to connect with one another. Now, to be quite honest, it is hard being the church. It's hard being the church when we work so diligently to do the right thing, to do what we feel God is calling us to do, and we don't see the results that we want to see. We don't have the feeling inside of us where we are satisfied and and know that we are truly doing what God is calling us to do. And when that starts to happen, we begin to lose faith in God, in one another, and even in ourselves. Now, I found it's easy when that happens to start pointing the finger, to point the finger at one another or at a program or about how we do things. And we say, this is the problem. I'm not the problem. The problem is this. But we really need to start taking ownership. Ownership on why things are not working. Ownership on how our heart feels. Do we feel like we are doing everything we can in order to reach the world with the gospel that God has given to each and every one of us? The second week talked about worship. Worship is about us and it's about God. It's about us because when we worship, we need to find a place where we can take everything, all of our hurts and pains and angers and joys and celebrations and all the good and the bad, we we are able to lay it at the foot of the cross. We can let everything go and give it over to God. And Now, when we can do that, when we can truly do that, we can fully immerse ourselves in the worship experience. And when that happens, something, something changes. The way we live our lives change. The way we feel inside of our hearts change. Even our community, our faith community, the people that we gather with each and every Sunday that starts to change as well, and we start to fully live into God's calling. You know, I was talking with someone about this recently. We were talking about how some places, including some churches, you walk into the doors and you expect something to change. You go in knowing that there is something so incredible in your life that you are going to be changed when you walk out of the building. 
And that should happen in worship each and every week. Uh, Something that's missing in many congregations. You know, when we walk into worship, typically we walk in feeling a certain way and we walk out expecting to feel the same way. So what if? What if we had the mindset that when we go into worship, there's going to be some sort of scripture verse, the song, the sermon, the offering, the confession. What if there is something within that worship experience that is going to touch your life so deeply, so intimately, that you are going to change forever? that you are going to grow because of that experience. You know, I've seen this happen time and time again. Sometimes we walk in and we expect to be changed. We expect to be touched deeply within our hearts, within our souls. Sometimes we walk into a situation and we have no idea what happened or why it happened, but we see significant change within ourselves. Last week I talked about prayer. I ask the question, what if prayer is not necessarily about our wants, our needs, our desires, our wishes? What if there's something much bigger at stake when it comes to prayer? You know, prayer is a wonderful way to communicate with God, to talk with God, to ask God for things. But prayer is also about building a relationship with God, to tell God truly what is on our hearts and to turn everything over to God. Now imagine just for a minute, you, when you sit down to pray and you say, God, I pray that you take away this pain on my heart because I hurt a friend, God. I ask you to take this pain away from me and I want you, God, to mend the relationship that I have with my friend. Now, there's nothing wrong with that prayer, but what if, what if instead we say, God, my heart hurts. I try to be a good friend, but I know I'm not perfect. When I make mistakes, I want to come to you seeking ways to make this relationship right again. You see the difference? You know, it's okay to ask God to take away our hurts and pains. There's nothing that we can do to upset God when we pray, God is always going to listen to us. But I invite you to continue to think about the times that you do pray. Sit down to to pray to God. Pray with your heart. Build your relationship with God. And you will see what God has in store for you. Now, today I want to talk about service. Now, As Faith Lutheran Church, we have said that one of the things that defines us, one of the things that separates us from other churches in the community, is that we desire to do works of service. Now, what these works look like year after year may change, but just in the short time that I have been here, we as a church community have done many types of service work. We each week collect food that goes directly to the food pantry. We have been host to the CAC Community Garden. Every Sunday, we collect an offering during our fellowship time. 
and we give that money to worthy causes within our church, the community, even around the world. We have participated in the fellowship table through the CAC at the Congregational Church. Each year we have a Relay for Life team. We have started our own community garden called From the Earth. We've collected items and put them in barrels to send them to Africa. Our Sunday school kids have collected hundreds of dollars to go towards building a well in a third world country. We have collected gift cards for teens at Christmas time. We have collected prayer shawls and we give those prayer shawls to people in need and those who are newly ordained in a synod. We have done a number of things together, a number of acts of service. You know, service is so important to the church. In fact, it's so important that the ELCA has dedicated a day of service. It's called God's Work, Our Hands Day. We're using our hands to do the work of God in the world. This past year, tens of thousands of people from churches all around the country participated in this event. And just reading story after story, I've seen the impact that people have, that churches have had on their own communities. You know, every three years when our church holds a national youth gathering, they send out a total of 40,000 kids over three days to do works of service in the community that they gather in. Hundreds of thousands of hours of service are done in the name of God. Being a church dedicated to do service work in our community and around the world affects us in three different ways. The first is it changes our community. In 2009, when the ELCA went to New Orleans for the National Youth Gathering, the people of New Orleans said that the work that the ELCA did in three days would have taken them three years to accomplish. Those who gathered in New Orleans did everything from cleaning parks to cemeteries, reading to kids and day programs, as well as giving the playground at a school a facelift. Now imagine, imagine just for a minute what we could do as a faith community for the greater Gardner area. You know, imagine what we can do to help the schools reach more kids and connect with more kids. How we can be a force in this area to make the world a better place just by going out and showing God's love. We can make a difference. The second thing that the church does in in order to connect with people is to change the heart of the people around us. See, I once was on a mission trip, and we went to this particular park in Washington, D.C., a park well-known for housing the homeless overnight. And my group went out and we handed toiletry items and other essentials for the homeless people gathered there. One of the gentlemen, I'll I'll never forget, he stopped us and he was so, so thankful for us coming into the park and doing this for him and the homeless community. And he received some items from us and he said with tears in his eyes, he said, thank you. 
Thank you for doing this for us. We are so blessed because you have come here. He said that so many people walk by him each and every day and they don't even notice him. They don't even see him and he feels invisible. And to have our group come and spend some time with him, to give him some essentials to help him get through the day, well, that was a life-changing experience and it gave him hope. Now, he asked us who we were and what we were doing and why we were doing it. And we, we, we told him, we shared our, our faith with him. We shared the love of God with him. And he was so blessed by that. Now, we, we didn't do that just to go and proselytize to the people in that area. We did it to, to really just be good people and to be able to connect with a population that sometimes feels so separated for the rest of society. third thing that service work does for us is it changes our own hearts. Each and every mission trip that I have been on has changed who I am. It changes how I see and interact with the world, and it gives me hope for a brighter future. Now, generally speaking, I tend to be a pretty positive guy, even when things don't go right. You know, I know there's a reason why things happen the way they do, and I know that God is in the activity that I participate in. The thing is, I don't always expect to be transformed by doing acts of service. I focus on what I'm doing and and why I'm doing it. So if I'm going out and building homes for Habitat for Humanity, I know my task is to go out and hammer some nails in and move some wood around and participate in the activities. But I don't expect to be changed by that. But each and every time I perform acts of service, I am changed in my heart. Now, to be honest, that's why I want our church to be involved in acts of service. Not only to bring in things here on a Sunday morning, like things for the food pantry or the outhouse or whatever project we are working on, but I want us to find ways to participate in service opportunities outside of the church as well. You know, this Tuesday, we have another opportunity to serve our community with our community dinner from the earth. We have an opportunity to show the people the love of God, not with our words, but with our actions. We can show them the life-changing things that God can do by being a part of a greater community of faith. We can show them that it makes a difference in what we do by who we are and whose we are. We are the children of God, and we have been blessed with so many things as individuals as well as a church, and we have an opportunity to share those blessings with the world. There are also opportunities for us to serve God through our fellowship experiences, to come to church and to know that we will have a fellowship experience where we will do something not for our own gain, but to connect with someone else. Now, in September, we signed papers to the young adults who have been connected to our church in the past. We did this not in the hopes that they would come back to the church, because, to be honest, they're spread out all over the country doing wonderful things. But we do this. We reach out to them. We sign these papers 
to show them that there are people who love them. There are people who are thinking about them and praying for them. We don't ask anything in return. We just want them to know that someone cares for them. Someone that they have been connected with in the past continues to care for them. Now, to be honest, we all need something like this. We live in a world where we are told that we have to focus on ourselves. We have to have personal gain. We want, we need to know that there is someone out there. There's an organization out there. There's something that's greater than ourselves who loves and supports us unconditionally. And that's God. God continues to love us. And when we are connected to a community of faith, we hear each and every week that God loves us, that God cares for us unconditionally. Now, the problem with service work, you know, I had to get to this part at some point. The problem with doing service work is focusing on where our heart is. Are we making this activity of service about us. Now, to be honest, this is what I think the problem with the disciples had in today's gospel lesson. When we make things about what we gain out of an activity, when we gain out of a service opportunity, well, that's when problems begin. You see, the disciples were doing so many great things with Jesus, and they wanted to show each other and Jesus that they were doing great things and that they were participating. So they were started to argue on who is the greatest, who can be Jesus's right-hand man, who is really connected with Jesus. But instead, instead of being so great and so wonderful, Jesus gathers them around and he tells them, whoever wants to be first must be last and servant of all. So in order for us to be first, we need to be last. In order for us to truly experience life-changing ministry in our church, in our community, in our world, we need to be a servant leader. We need to care for each other in the world that God has made. You know, doing works of service is not about us. It's not about how much we get out of doing works for others. It's not about doing things so we can gain more members of the church. We can see our community grow. That would be wonderful, but that's not the point. The point is that it's about service. It's about mission. It's about connecting with the world that God has made and the people that God has put in our lives. You know, when we do that with a heart towards compassion and love, it is then that we will receive our reward. And that reward, my friends, is watching our community change. It's watching how hearts are affected, how they feel full It's about how we can see the difference happening right before our eyes for so many people. So on Tuesday, when we open our doors to the community, when we invite them inside with a hot meal ready for them, with our arms wide open for them, receiving them into our community, we should expect change. 
And this change is going to happen not of our own volition, but by the grace and mercy and love of God. Because when we start to become, really become, the hands and feet of God in the world, we will see change. We will see how the course of our lives and the lives of the people around us change. And when we do that, we will be welcoming not only other individuals into our midst, but we will be welcoming in Christ. And as we welcome in Christ, we are also welcoming in God. When God comes into our lives, comes into our church, and into the lives of the people around us, we will see the difference God makes, and we will all know how much God loves and cares for us. Because our God promises to show up when we are gathered together. Our God promises that we, when we love our neighbors as much as we love ourselves, amazing things are going to happen. May God continue to bless and utilize you in your ministry today and always. Amen.